welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show, episode 100, starring <laughs> Timmy Gibson. Dude, 100 episodes. 100 episodes at the uh, 51 year old, uh, you're 51 years old, Mark. So I'm 52. 52. But so you're right in the middle there. Yep. Easily get to. 200 oh, a thousand a thousand shows <laughs> oh yes you've done a hundred and then let's see about a year it's really been a year was it been a year uh, i think so i think i started maybe around june or july so almost a year i so when he so whenever maybe, yeah 100 episodes i went back and looked because i was like you know i like well, i kind of feel bad i'm writing on the coattails of timmy in the hundred you know episode i'm like i haven't been doing this very long and so i went back and i was i the journey the, the one where you invited me on was i think number 54 oh, and i was okay. like wow and i guess in my mind i thought you had been doing it for a while but i so i joined up with you about halfway it sounds like now you've okay. done a few independent ones on your own sure and those have gotten terrible ratings right <laughs> <laughs> No, you make the show better. And I mean that legitimately. But yeah, I'm kidding. I have no idea. But it's like the best show I got is the one without you on it. <laughs> exactly. But uh, you and I did that. Yeah, the my journey kind of, and then went back and I, I looked and I was like, a couple after that was a a Peckers podcast, and yeah. and then we were off to the races. Yeah. That's so, right. So you did come in about halfway. So that's yeah. cool. So we've done about 50 episodes together almost. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking. I was like, I don't. Because I do this some one-offs. Yeah. And that's, I was, I think you and I talked maybe December, November, late November, December or something last year. Obviously we could go back and look it up, sure. but, but, um, but yeah, a long, but about six months together, yeah. we've been doing well and I having mean, I fun. Feel, I mean, if I'm honest, I feel like the podcast, it is Timmy and Lance. I mean, I don't even think of it as just my podcast, even though it's my name. Right. I don't. Yeah. Like when I think the podcast, I'm like, oh, I got to talk to Lance and see what we're going to do for the next show, you know, yeah. at this point. So, um, well, plus I like the banter, you know, oh. you have a different person or unique perspective yeah. and yeah, it's, you know, it's hard to banter with yourself. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's just kind of like playing with yourself, you know, <laughs> it's just not as exciting Lance. <laughs> Even when I put makeup on my hand and <laughs> lipstick, or, <laughs> it's just not no, the same. You it's know? not the same. I yeah. agree. It's like yeah. it's like anything. I mean, playing tennis, which both of us do. Yeah, we had a good time playing. Yeah, I've played tennis before, where you just hit it off the backboard. Oh no! It's, yeah. it's just not. It's just right. not the same. Right. You know. Yeah. Totally. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I was gonna say something, but now I forgot what I was gonna say. So anyway, but so yeah. Sent, is it, did you say sentence? What? centennial is centennial. that right yeah so this is the centennial the centennial we should get like That's a little stars there should be some sort of centennial something. emblem that apple podcast spotify or whoever puts on our a plaque yeah what yes hell? yeah congratulations on your 100 episode yeah. and here's your 48 cents that you've yeah. generated from <laughs> here's the 48 cents you made from and. the 1.5 million <laughs> listens you've got yourself up to a dollar now so <laughs> could you well, that you know, so I was looking at some of the analytics, which which was very fascinating. There's over five thousand listens, mm -hmm. so that's good. Mm -hmm. uh, the audience uh, is from around the world, which mm -hmm. which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm trying to think what else. I was just really surprised. Uh, majority, it, it's from America. Male to female ratio uh, is about fifty fifty. Wow. Okay. Now cool. the main audience 
is 40 and 50 year olds, which I guess that makes sense because that's yeah. our age. Yeah. Um, but definitely have twenties and thirties and then some older, but the majority, and I think that's because people relate. Oh, like, totally. I mean, yeah, we're the things we talk about are what, like what we're going to talk about today, even yeah, kind of the journey of life and yep. this, all the different things that we've gone through from childhood yeah, um, and the technology and all that, that obviously, you know, my kids don't resonate with a rotary phone, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> they don't resonate with the long cord that you pulled around the kitchen, down the hall, around the, no. the bedroom Man. to have privacy. I mean, the long cord was, was functionally fantastic. But what a freaking eyesore when yeah. it's hanging on the receiver yes. or whatever. I mean, that thing was like eight feet long, you know, <laughs> Coiled up right. down the it's bottom. like an air hose at the gas station. <laughs> you know, it just oh, people don't put put it back as normal. It's just laying on the ground everywhere, yeah. you know. But of course, when you're using it and you go all the way down the hall. I mean, I just can't even imagine those days anymore. Shutting the door and how did that not crimp the wire, you know, I, anyway. It's well, not uh, just that, but how many times because this never happens with your mobile phone. How many times were you on the phone with a girlfriend or even a buddy and then someone else oh, picks up the phone? Totally. I'm on the phone. Yeah. Just hanging up. Mom, stop. Yeah. Listen, I need to use the phone, Timmy. Get off the phone. You're like, Mom. Yep. Like, and or when you thought you heard the little click, which was so subtly faint, like, hold on. Wait, someone's listening. They're listening. You know, my brother was Shad. It's like, <laughs> Shad, are you on the phone? You know what I mean? I'm like, don't say anything because I think somebody's on. You know, yeah. it was like that. <laughs> and then you'd hear that, and you'd be like, yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Uh -huh. Um, back to so tell me, I got two questions for you on the podcast. Sure. Two, well, one, what was the catalyst or motivation for you wanting to do the podcast? Yeah. And then two, has there been a uh, episode in the past that that you were kind of like you know, you really, really liked, or you just kind of sure. walk through the progression, the, the journey of the podcast up to this point from your perspective. Yeah. So ironically, I had a podcast a long time ago. I didn't, the church that I pastored when I was an evangelical pastor, I was an early adopter. Like I've been on, and what's bad is I hadn't really taken advantage of a lot of the things. So like I was an early adopter to podcasts, like yeah. Hindsight. Right. I was yeah. early on Twitter, early on Facebook, yeah. early on Instagram. I mean, I was one of those early, early on. Cause I had a friend who was super techie and I see in the know, mm -hmm. you know, a guy that lives in LA. Okay. So he would always tell me, Hey, you need to get on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. what the hell's Twitter? Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, I didn't understand it, but yeah. I was like, okay, fine. I'll get on it because he said to. Right. And then now, right. Twitter's Twitter. So I got on Facebook like that. Well, podcast the same way. Anyway, now fast forward during um, lockdown 2020, during the whole mm. pandemic, I just realized that I like to talk. Yeah. And I thought, you know, what? and you're interesting. Thank you. And I figured, you know what? I should just start a podcast. And what tipped me over is I watched a bunch of videos on how to start a podcast. Okay. And learned about Anchor, which is the one I use now, but that may, might change some. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, with an, a platform, it's just easy. It's like an, it's an easy app. It's just yeah. simple. Yeah. Like, Literally, I could. I had no excuse. I had the computer. I had the microphone. I could yeah. do it. And you had a big online following already, or you know, yes. because of Facebook, you know, and for you know, just all you had already built up a a yeah. decent um, platform that you could put things out there yeah. to I had generate an audience, audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, just uh, invested in in uh, a a better mic, a gooder yeah. mic, <laughs> a better mic, and. Pushed record 
and started talking. What was your first one? Do you remember? Uh, escaping religion and finding. Faith. Oh, okay. Kind of just telling my journey and why I was doing this and what yeah. this was going to be all about. Um, which the caveat I said, you know, it's not going to be all about spirituality or religion, Yeah. but that's my reality. So that'll definitely filter through probably every episode or anytime I do an interview or a conversation, especially with a new person, mm -hmm. I will be asking what their spiritual journey has been just cause that's part of it. Um, but it's turned into uh, talking about anything and everything from dating divorced and yeah. uh, you know develop self-development growth business children parenting mm -hmm. uh, spirituality religion and what a journey man it's been i've really had a good time good you know and yeah. and, and, and whether it it ever becomes anything big time you know like I, like you said i'm i'm up to $48.97 <laughs> that i've right. made in a year of right. doing this um, when we get to $100 we'll have to celebrate again yes they will throw a major right. rager bingy party <laughs> it's on me guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm buying a hundred dollars worth of alcohol yes <laughs> so yeah no it's it's really been fun i mean have you enjoyed doing it for the you know yeah i have i mean it's um i wish that i would uh kind of airing my dirty laundry here a little bit i you said a, when we met out at black dog a couple weeks ago you know you said it's in order to do have a good podcast, you've got to stay full and sharp on material yourself. Yeah. And that's the key, right? And I think for me, it's an outlet that it's, it's a natural extension of some of my skills already in things, you know, so it's not too much of a stretch that I was a pastor at one point because I like to teach yeah. and I like to, you know, impart some wisdom or knowledge that I might have a little corner of the world that I've, you know, have a little bit of experience in and, and maybe help somebody else. And, and I, you know, many people have said to me that I have a different perspective on things and I'm very curious, you know, I mean, it's just naturally who I am. And so, you know, it, it was a, when you, when you guys were doing the podcast where I saw you doing it, you know, I was like, this, this is cool. You know, I've always thought, and I've list, loved listening to podcasts a lot, you know, as you were talking, it's interesting. I was thinking how this is different than like a ham radio or see, you know, like, but it's, it, it is different because it's around a topic right. and, but, but it is an extension of community as well. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, again, it's, even though you were kind of naming off all these various and sundry topics that, that we'd like to talk about, they do all come back to a common thread that runs throughout the middle of them. Yes. And, and, and that's, you know, not too, that's not a big stretch for who you and I are because right. those are all just kind of natural extensions of the way that, that we see the world. But, um, I've enjoyed doing it a lot. I, I wish that I, uh, back to what I was saying, dirt, air the dirty laundry. I, I wish that I had more time to prepare and I think that we can even get better. Yeah. You know, by the time we hit 200 episodes, I we'll look sure back on a hundred. Yeah. And yeah. just think, I'm like, Oh my gosh, why would anyone have listened to us? You know, right. um, or maybe it'll be the opposite, you know, maybe yeah. there'll be no one, but it's anyway, I haven't, I've, I've loved doing it. And, and I, I would love to, for the next, you know, hundred to, to start incorporating more feedback in from, from yes. the listeners and things yes. like that. I think that would be super cool because I you and I are just, you know, really fascinated with, with individuals and their lives and, and, you know, no, no judgment, just all curiosity. Yeah. Um, man, I just thought of, uh, Brene Brown said something. I've really been enjoying her podcast, Leslie. She said, something like shed the armor and clothe yourself with curiosity or something. It wasn't, she, it was all, hers was like four words, That's but it was awesome. basically just that, that it was like, you know, lose the, lose the armor that you're trying to protect, you know, and just 
open yourself up to curiosity. And I think that describes you and I a yeah, lot, you know, 100%. we, we love to, you know, unzip the, the minds and hearts of other individuals and really understand kind of how they're wired and why they tick the way they do. And so yeah. I think, you know, for listeners, you and I've talked about this, probably have more guests and things on in the future. Yeah. Well, and plus you're, you're not a closed minded person at all. Like you're very, you, I mean, you might have a certain set of beliefs or a certain position in what politically, yeah. religiously or whatever, uh, but you're very curious and open to another's perspective, Yeah. Uh, which I find, I'd say, I don't know if I'd say it's rare, but it seems to be rare sometimes, you know, people are just real set in their ways and I have the mindset and I feel like you do too, that. I mean, what I know and what I think right now, I could totally change. Like, oh, absolutely. Uh, like I, you know, I, I'm totally aware I could be wrong. Yes. And that is, you know, I think you and I see almost having the conversation is, is, oh, yeah, we're, we lay out our position, but it's really more just so that everyone's aware of kind of where we're at because we're willing to have that line pushed, you know, a little bit left or right. Yeah. or, you know, front to back or whatever, because we realize that it, we may be wrong, you know? And yeah. so, um, I think I'm always trying to confirm my, my, my beliefs and things that how I see the world. And, you know, you're always kind of, you know, validating your own, your own thoughts through the things that you see. And so, yeah. you know, and you and I are certainly aware of biases and things like that. And so then I love, you know, like all the biases that I have, I'd love to bounce off. I think one of the ways you get around biases diversity and bringing in diverse thought, yep. you know? So, I mean, think about this. This is a thought. I, I don't know why and where I would have ever heard this and why it's such a real thing to me. Um, if I was raised, if I would have been adopted at birth mm -hmm. and raised by a, a family in Italy, just whatever. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter. I'd be a different person. Oh yes. I would think different. Yeah. I would dream different. I would talk different mm -hmm. and that fascinates me mm -hmm. because I'm not who I am because that's who I was born to be. Mm. I'm who I am based upon. You're a byproduct of the culture and yeah, people that you were raised influences, in influences the right. Right. And right. so something that might embarrass you at 10 years old, you have no idea might've been a motivating factor to do something later in life. And you had no idea why really, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, there's a something in me that I don't want to be the same person. Right. Forever. Right. I just don't, I will have the core because it was, it's already established, I guess. But I, I just, I just don't want to be the same person throughout my whole life. Mm -hmm. Now, same, you know, morals. Oh, sure. Same, you know, of yeah. course, all that stuff. I just, I'm so fascinated by that. There's something like yeah. I, I met, you'll appreciate this because I do this all the time. I was at Trader Joe's. There was this really attractive um, girl that had um, long purple hair and she was very attractive. Was it colored well? It was. It, because that's a key. If yes. some girl has got colored hair or a guy, and you can tell they did it at home. Yeah. I don't like that. No. Yeah. This was done really well. Yeah. You know, super fit. Well, I'm coming, I'm going into Trader Joe's. She was walking out. She looked at me. I looked at her. There was a definite, we looked at each other. Uh -huh. And I went into whole, got my, my cart, went in and I said, you know what? You live once, Timmy. I 
left my cart there, <laughs> ran out to the parking lot. There it's like is. out of a movie. Yes. So she's opening up her the trunk of her Porsche. Oh, like a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar car. Oh my! What and color I said, is it? Hey, it was a light. It was like a flat gray. It was oh, a dope car. Okay. And so you know, I'm like, oh, oh. Like, anyway, because yeah, I wouldn't I just wouldn't have thought that. You know, yeah. I mean, she was. So I said, hey, and she goes, hi. I said, I go, I'm sorry. I go, you might be married, maybe not. I only you only live once in life. I just wanted to say whatever. And she was taken. She's got a boyfriend and they're monogamous mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so I was totally cool. But she's like, hey, she goes, I'm from Las Vegas. I'm in Kansas City because I'm from here. I'm doing some networking business wise. She goes, I'm always up for friendship and networking. And I said, you know what? And I'm like, you and I talk about this all the time. I'm like, me too. Yeah. I love interesting people. Yeah. I'd love to hear your story. I said, I'm a, I do podcasts. I love to have on a podcast uh. sometime. <laughs> and it just ended up as a friendship, right? Which yeah. is fine. Uh, you know, I'm kind of talking to someone anyway, so it didn't really matter but I'm down for networking. And so, you know, exchange numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, she's got like 77,000 oh my followers on her yeah. deal. And she's started her own business. She's super successful, you know, driving a mm-hmm. $150,000 car owns a bunch of real estate. Like mm-hmm. she's like, she seems young. I mean, seems she's probably in her late twenties, early thirties, super successful. We had coffee today just totally there's a friendship coffee fascinating interesting young lady okay and oh you did have coffee today yeah we had coffee today and she's just a neat soul and hmm. i just was like you know how old what? is she roughly what do you i think? would say she's probably 29 to 32 oh, so she's your, you know okay um yeah just super successful you know i learned about her family and her boyfriend and just her life and i was like hmm. just an interesting conversation wow um Anyway, I'm not sure. Oh, so yeah, just her life and her experiences yeah. that have led and her. And randomly you just met her at Trader Joe's. Right. You know, and so. By the way, I have a new pickup line for you. Oh, I think we should have a new, since until you're locked down, I mean, not, yeah. you know, I think we should have a new segment on the show. Lance tees up a, a pickup line for Timmy. And you got to try to pull it off during the week. Ooh, I'll be down yeah, for that. Okay. I mean, but, I, I am talking to someone tonight, but there's nothing exclusive. Very, I'll very just stop preliminary. It. Just you know. stop it. Just stop. You want to know her name? No, I'm no, <laughs> no, because <laughs> she might be listening. Yes. Yeah. Um. She'd but I heard, I, you know, before people think I'm all creative, you know, I I heard these on I TikTok the other day. I was like, man, if I would have been single, then I would have. But if you were running out to the guy on the purple, you know, you could run out and you could have been like, hey, 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 can I can I take your picture? And she's probably going to look at you like you're weird. Right. And she's going to be like, why? And you'd be like, I just want to have something I can send to Santa. So it tells me what tell him what I want for oh. Christmas. <laughs> That's a good line, dude. I will use that line. Try to see if you can pull that one off this week. Ah. You know, another good one I've heard is when you're in the car. Now, if you have seat heaters, but it's hot out, yeah. you you know, your girl gets in the car, right? And or if you're a girl and guy, whatever, you know, right. you hit the little seat heater button, which would be odd because you're like, why would you turn my seat heater on? Right. And the person's would be like, why are you turning my seat heater on? And you just be like, warming up my snack for later. Uh. <laughs> Man, you are. I'm on you, fire. You need you are on fire. You need to send me some of this. I shit. try all these on Michelle. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and she kind of falls for him in the beginning. And you're like, it's like, ah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have a shirt that says, uh, "Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten I see." Ooh, 
That's a good yeah, one. That's a good T-shirt. I like. So those. okay, I I'm gonna just because we're riffing right now. Yeah. Um, I wanted to to ask you and the girl I'm talking to you just messaged me. Uh oh. Okay. So what I was gonna ask you is, well, it's a little too late now. Um. <laughs> So the girl I'm kind of talking to, uh-huh. right? Like literally, you know, haven't kissed her, haven't like it's literally we're just chit chatting, right? Yeah. At this point, just chit chatting. In the research and, and discovery. Tell phase. you, yeah, research and discovery phase. I'm not even tell you how I met her, but anyway, um, straight. So we've been we've been talking every night. Okay. Oh, you know, like talking? Phone. Yeah. Like okay. we text throughout the day sporadically. Yeah. You know, not not like good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You know, but yeah. every once in a while we'll chit little three little thread going. And, uh, she, after about a week of chatting and then at night, if we, either one of us have time, we'll chat on the phone before bed and just, you know, catch up on the day. Nothing mm-hmm. romantic. It's nothing like I miss you. And it's nothing like that yet. I mean, literally just like friendship yeah. chatting right this point. Right. But I'm definitely fancying her. Right. So, and she works at a hospital and I was like, man, and I was, I think I reached out to you, but you were in a meeting, so you couldn't respond. But I said, Hey, I have a question for you. And you didn't get back to me in time. So I'd mm. already done it. I was like, fuck Lance. Oh, do it anyway. man. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? We've been talking for a week. There's definitely some banter and some friendliness going there. I'm going to get some flowers. I'm going to take oh, her to the hospital. No, this is where you needed your friend Lance, didn't I'm you? Gonna, so I want your feedback on this. Oh, my. So I was like, fuck it. Lance is not available. He's not text me back. So I went, got a bouquet of flowers and a little note. Nothing, nothing romantic, nothing weird. Just thought about you today. Hope you had a great day. Just real generic. Big bouquet of flowers, like spring flowers. Nothing, no roses, you know, okay. just fresh flowers. You're really qualifying. You're really qualifying. Sure I'm I'm okay. So dropping off at the front desk at the hospital. And of course, the you know, it's all women at the front right. desk. I'm like, oh, who's the flowers right. for? You know. And of course, they passed it on to her, you know, uh-huh. about what I, who I, what I look like and all that, I guess. But, which is always fun. Oh, they did? Because you got feedback. Yeah. Oh. Like, so a lot of times that like, yeah, I just, I love that kind of interaction. So like a really handsome guy with a bunch of tattoos right. dropped this off. Who's he, you know, right. kind of thing. Anyway. So I dropped it off the hospital. I got a text. Oh my gosh. Thanks for the surprise. Okay. That was, you know, okay. Um, and I said, Hey, don't worry. I'm not buying a ring. You know, I'm not going to propose. Right. You know, ha, ha, ha. Anyway, we've been, it's, what do you think? So that's it's a little a, late now for what would you have said? Okay. Let's just rewind. If I'd have said we've been chatting for a week, it's going pretty good. I want to get her flowers. What would you have said? Well, I I'll be honest. My initial, my initial reaction would have wanted to say don't. Right. Um, but I'm also wise enough to know and you know, that I've had enough that, that you just don't know how things like this are going to go. So, right. you know, for anybody that's doing it, you just got to go with your gut. Now, I don't know how to describe this feeling, but what, but if the per, if you're feeling this and I'll try to, you know, unpack it a little bit, then that to me is, it ought to give you pause, but you know, it's like, you know, sometimes you'll say to me, be like, Oh, should I text this person back? You know, and I'm like, well, give me the context, you know, but it's usually like, you want to text someone or you want to buy them flowers, right? Out of the naturalness, like, like almost like you drop these flowers off and it, it was like not even, wasn't even, what didn't even question whether you should have done it or not. It's like, right. no, I did it for, you know what I mean? Like, 
but but you know you're kind of playing the game a little bit or if you know you're like hey well, we texted last night should i text her in the morning you know i'm just making this sure, up you sure. know it's like those are maybe the times when you're kind of like you're you're doing x out of this little bit more raw emotional you know neediness thing you know what i mean sure. kind of and i think the motivation behind it is you know if it if you're really kind of like we just had connected so much that so i was like you know what i want to get her flowers yeah it was more, yeah yeah it was it wasn't yeah, that was actually, it was all in my head. Now, because, like, what happens if she would have been, what if all she would have sent back was thanks? Yeah, I would have been like, because hmm, mm, it's not really bad. But remember what Pammy and Lisa said when we had uh -huh. them on the, they're like, Timmy, you be you. And if that is, right, that's, if that's too much for them, then they're not the right one for you. And that's kind of that. I mean, I feel like you're romantic and you I love am. to gift give and all those. So I'm like, you know, the only challenge that you have in that area is just how much of your too much too soon. Too soon. Yep. What? How much of your cards do you play early on in the hand? You know what I mean? And and give yourself away a little bit. Where where maybe it's the right girl and she loves that, but she's just she's kind of cautious herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so sure. Yeah. And then it's kind of like and there's always that game in the beginning. Like what's you? What's he thinking? What's she thinking? You know what yeah. I mean? You're kind of like. And so, of course, they're making all these conjectures based off the things that you're doing, your actions. Yeah. And so you just don't want to run it that way. But and I'm trying to read situations now, in particular, like with this particular yeah. um, girl, I'm trying to um, be not too much too soon, mm -hmm. but also trying to be honest and i told i told her in a text i said um i just want you to know i'm a communicator and i said i'm maybe an over communicator i said but also i value openness and honesty and i'm not much of a game player and i said i, I said in fact i really despise games you know if i mm -hmm. like someone i want them to know i like them i want them to know my intention mm -hmm. and so you know, I told her my intention, which was, I said, Hey, listen, I'm not going to propose or anything to you. I said, but I find you very interesting. And I'm, I really, uh, am excited about our date. We got a first date coming up this weekend. I'm like, I'm really excited about our date. Cause I'm really now I wonder what the you. female listeners will think of that, that you, you drop the flowers off and everything before the first date. I wonder, it'd be interesting if we had a poll. Yeah. You know, like, is it 50-50? People are like, no, I would like that. Or yeah. some people are like, no, you should have waited. You know what I mean? That sure. would be interesting. Of course, you know, the, the listeners could go 75. That was the wrong thing to do in the 25. And and all that really matters is the girl that you that gave them to. Exactly. She gets 100% of the vote. <laughs> like, and know? that's the truth. I mean, because really, if you think about it, like people say, like my grandpa's story, which I've told before, right? right? He was 50. He met and married a 25-year-old. Mm -hmm. They stayed married for 40 years. It was a wonderful, beautiful relationship. And he wasn't a sugar daddy. And so that doesn't make sense. Like right. that doesn't typically right. work out. Right. And even how they met doesn't work out. He was actually technically still married. Oh. And so he ran off with this other one okay. kind of a thing. So, but it worked. So you're right. I think at the end of the day, the listeners could be like, no. And there's but been she's a like, yeah, I loved it. I think he's like, awesome. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm getting flowers from Timmy. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, so. That's why the there's context. just so many little subtleties in the context of it all. You know, the reinteractions you have back and forth on text and all the, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just, I'm just trying to think back to my Michelle and I dating, which was, you know, five years ago. But I mean, we, we texted you moved pretty quick. We moved quick and we texted a lot and, and 
you know, I remember her even saying early on, you know, like first couple of days, she's like, I'm putting my phone away in the drawer and, you know, and I'm like, then I'd be like, okay, that's cool. You know? And I'm like, I can almost sense maybe she was trying to pull away a little bit or something, you know? And like, Ooh. then we ended up texting all day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was weird. I, it, it's just, and I think maybe, maybe she was and, and it was just like, wow, this is just so freaking natural. Like, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, and, and, and I don't know if you and I have ever talked about it, but her and I went through a, um, a period about two years ago when we had a, it was the biggest challenge of our relationship. And that was, you know, we had been dating about three years at that point. I had kid commitments and things like that. She was living in Lawrence and had her, you know, she was uh, maybe renting and wanting to buy a house. So she was kind of like, oh, you know, in Lawrence. yeah. And like, you know, do I make it, you know, if you make a commitment, it's like one thing to rent, you just pack up and leave after your lease is done and move. And, you know, so it was just all that. And, and there was just a lot of stuff going on with me and my own, journey and with my kids and trying to figure out where I'm landing and all this, you know, and, and of course we're at this three year mark, which isn't unusual to try to be like, okay, we've been dating for three years, you know, and you know, and she was kind of just over it. And, and so we went through a really, really rough patch for, you know, maybe three or four months. Like it kind of lasted and, um, like it was on the, Oh like yeah. It could have gone either way. Oh, totally. Oh, oh wow. totally. Oh, we, we actually went to, to dinner and, and we're doing the breakup. You know, like, really? yeah, like this in, yeah, you haven't told me and this. just couldn't do it. We just couldn't, you know, every time it was just like, you just like, cared enough about each other, just enjoyed like, each other's company so much that we just couldn't pull away, which is a great sign, right? That's a, I think you know, it's a beautiful, I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So the reason I'm telling the story is because of course I'm, you know, if you and I would have been buddies at the time, I'm bouncing things this off of, you know, of course. and a lot of my friends, you know, they're bouncing it off their wives and things because, you know, they're, they're getting the females, you know, and they're just kind of like, you know, you need to back off. And she's trying to tell you she's done. And, and not that they were wrong, but I got lots of misreadings on that whole thing. And if yeah. I would have listened to them, it would have been a different story, but, but I pursued what I wanted in the end and you just got to read the signs and based on how you feel, because you know, the whole story and all the context, a lot of times that they don't. Right. So, you know, I, I, I tell the story only because I, this is why you, you know, when you sign up for a podcast, you got to be willing to <laughs> kind of tell your, share your stuff and hopefully it helps other people. Right. right. You know, but um, I think, you know, I look back on that time and, and, I can certainly, Michelle would have, it'd be great to have Michelle here to it tell her be. side of it because it, there was either side we had our, you know, it's like she couldn't blame me for where I was at. And I certainly couldn't blame her for, you know, when, and like I, you understood, her, uh, totally understood where she was going, but I hated it, you know, yeah. and <laughs> I don't know when this comes in. I just remember I'd be laying there in bed and, and she'd be like, I, I think we're done. I'd be like, we are not breaking up. I mean, like it was, it was like I had all this power, you know, yeah. I was going to, we are, I don't care what you say. You we're not, staying you're staying me. here and we're going to do this. We, we signed up, you know, I go into all my little, you know, this is, <laughs> you know, we're, this isn't transactional and we're, you know, we're committed to one another remote, oh, whatever. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I, uh, I, I guess my point is it's always great to get, solid sage advice from those that know you, yes. you know, but there you, you the can't, day, you none can't of your friends were there and you can, and the friends, even though they might know Michelle, they usually are generalizing from a female perspective. And just like you asked me about the flowers right. to this girl, right? It's like, no one ever knows the specific situation other than I know who Timmy is 
And I'm never going to, if, if my style contradicts or, or I feel like, you know, you're playing your cards too much. My buddy, Scott Bach, he used to tell me all the time. He's like, dude, you need to slow roll it, man. But I just couldn't do it. And he knew that I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so Scotty's a good friend, right? Because he just allowed me to be who I was, yeah. but knew that if my slow roll was a eight out of 10 on the speedometer, if I got up to a 11 or 12, he needed to pull me back within my range, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of friends, right? Is that, is that if you've, you've got to, for you to tell me that you're going to go get flowers for a girl is not going to, you know, make me surprised at all. Sure. It's, it's that, you know, if I, find out that you're looking at, at rings Hellsburg. or Hellsburg or <laughs> then I'm going to be like, okay, now I've got to pull it back a little bit. Yeah. You know, I got to help my buddy out here. But I think a lot of times people don't, they give bad advice during those situations because they generalize the female experience or they think, well, I don't know this person, you know, and this person is probably feeling like, you know, the girl's probably feeling overwhelmed and kind of like, dude, slow down, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? Sure. When, when maybe this girl that maybe you're, not. you're picking up the vibes, and she's signaling to you that, you know, the, the gas, you know, p push on the gas. Yeah. Yeah. The, sig the signaling I'm getting from her is, is, um, definitely not, uh, bad. Like I, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Like that, you're kind of bidding with these things. Like when you give her yes. flowers, you're looking for the feedback that gives you a little bit more. Yeah. Like yeah. where are we? Here? Where are we? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, and I think she, I, I here's the thing I know. It's wow because right I'm a date coach. It's it's just crazy, right? Um, here I am a date coach, a relationship coach, and and personally, I go through the same struggles and the same temptations that everybody yeah. does. Uh, and I definitely know I'm a lot. Like I know this mm -hmm. about myself mm -hmm. that. But it's only if I like you. If I don't like you, you're not enough. I'm not <laughs> right. Yeah. Then I, then they're the ones yeah. pursuing me. Yeah. And. But here's the magic, I think. I had a conversation with a group. I was teaching a group, and we got in this really good discussion with all these singles. We were doing a singles class. And when a guy approaches a girl, if she finds that guy attractive, she's open to that. Yes. If she doesn't find him attractive, right. she acts annoyed by it. Right. So when people say, well, that's annoying. And like, nah, but wait a minute. If right. it was fucking Brad Pitt, would you be annoyed? Right. Like, really? You'd be right. annoyed if Brad Pitt brought you flowers? Right. No, you fucking wouldn't. Right. You know what I mean? So I, that's what I bid on. I'm bidding on, hey, I think she's she's interested in me. And because she's interested in me, she, the flowers be, yeah. be acceptable. Yeah. If she's not interested in me, right? Like first date, like I definitely have learned never on a first date anymore. I'm never buying, doing flowers on a first date. Well, I know. And, and you, I'm never going big or going home. Like I'm not going to Pierpont's or to Capitol Grill on a first date anymore. So, so instead of the first date, you've moved, you've moved flowers back to pre first date. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying now. Yeah. So let me rephrase that. <laughs> okay. So, so when you go on a first date, usually how it goes is you, you, you know, let's say you match on a dating app, right. you chit chat for a minute, and then you go on a date. Yeah. Well, let me give you just a slight bit of context and then we can move on to the topic. The, the slight context, I've known this person for nice. six, seven years. Very loosely. Yeah. I mean, 
So but the rules are a little them. different than meeting yes. someone that you didn't know. Yeah. Okay. This person knows me. Yeah. I know them. Yeah. We've followed each other on social media for a while. I see. They're aware of my world. They've even listened to multiple podcasts. Yeah. So that changes the rules. Then. Right. Right. I think that changes the rules. This yeah. isn't a stranger. Yeah. Um, hence the reason why, like I would pick this person up for the first date kind of a thing. Cause there's a lot more familiarity. Right. It's not, this isn't a rando. Right. I've Here's the met. thought I'm having. I'm wondering, I'd be really interested in the female listeners out there and leave a comment. And I'm wondering if this is two guys trying to like, you know, sit here on a five 30 on an afternoon, trying to figure out women, you know, it's <laughs> like, what the hell? But I'm wondering if the ladies are, even though they might like the, the other person, I'm wondering if they're cautious emotionally because they're different than men and men are you and I get into a fight or something and then we make up and we just fist bump and then we're like, let's go play tennis and we're off. Right. And it's like, you like nothing, nothing yeah. just, you know, just this little blip on the radar. Women are much more emotionally invested and mature in that way. Right. And so it's like, I'm wondering if they're, it's like they like the other person, but I'm wondering if the fact that when, if something comes a little too early, even though they might like it, it's just, it gets things a little sideways for them emotionally where they're not ready maybe to make that emotional investment yet where the guy's like, I'm trying to build the, I'm trying to drive this thing as fast as possible. Yeah. And, and then if it doesn't work out, the guy kind of just puts the thing in reverse and backs out of it and where the woman is already like, she's mature enough to know that that's not how I operate. Now, of course I'm generalizing here, sure. but, but I'm wondering if that's why, because a lot of females, I think, at a general sense, would just be like, not, you know, slow down, too much too soon. Well, it's like, where does that come from? Because guys don't think like that. No. Guys are pretty much like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, let's take this thing full throttle and see what Here's kind of flowers. Ends. Let's have right, sex. Let's right. get married. Yes. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Like, until the red, until the check engine light comes on, man, we're running this thing full throttle. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, there is, there's apparently, and, yeah, there's, a and I'm wondering if the difference there is the emotional piece of it, driving it or something, you know, where the females kind of like, yeah, that sounds all great and all until the check engine light comes on. And now I'm already invested emotionally and I'm smart enough to know because of my past, this is a female talking that, yeah. that too much too soon, but you, that's all just, and I to come back to your situation. Maybe think of that is, and your situation is slightly different because there's a, there's a decent, even though maybe you and her haven't connected romantically or intimately like that or been intimate, I don't mean like sexually, sure. but just, you know, emotionally, she still has this, she probably still has an idea a lot. She's built up an idea of who Timmy Gibson is. Yes. And so there's some familiarity with that situation already that might help you out with the flowers. Yes, I think so. That's what it was. Yeah. I felt like I had a lot more change in her pocket yeah. so to speak to be able to pull off of yeah. a dropping off flowers at work um so yeah yeah clearly i think that like again context right context outside of the context like oh timmy that's way early you guys haven't even gone on a date and you dropped off flowers well right then you add well i've known her for six right. years well and where does there? where does age come into this yeah. if you're 20 and you're doing something like this i don't know i mean it you know my, I mean, I, I talk to my, my, my kids, you know, and they're, they're all teenagers, you know, and, and I'm like saying, they're like, that's so cringy. That's weird. You know, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's weird. You know, like, it'll be something so obvious. Like, why wouldn't you just go up and introduce yourself? You know, like, Hey, I'm Anderson or whatever. You know what I mean? He'd be yeah. like, that's weird. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? And so, you know, things are weird that at, you know, 16 to 20 or, right. 
much different when you're in your fifties because you know, people, you, you're, you're just much more mature at that age, right. you know? So and I think so. Yeah, that's a good point. I would say that most, most people in their forties and fifties, if you said, Oh, I brought flowers on the first date, they'd be like, Oh, that's sweet. Right. Yeah. But like you said, a 20 something or a teenager would be like, that's weird. Right. You know? Well, remember when Pammy and, and Lisa were on the, I think it was Lisa or someone that we were talking and she said that, she if you if you picked up on the vibe she was saying it was basically like when she met i don't remember who it was but one of her dates he had come out of the bar he had met her outside at the you know there was something like he had made he wasn't just sitting around texting her from the table i'm the third one on the left you know right. wearing a hat or you know what i mean right. like like he had made an intention and that was a big she was telling because it, it was big i mean just something so small you know yeah so something like flowers you know it, it may work out for you now now let me challenge you, though. Let me take the perspective of, are you writing a check that you're not ready to cash yet? Yeah. Because you're, because we talk about this with our good friend, Steve Jakey. <laughs> but then that is, right, that, that the vibe that you may be giving off is a different signal that she's picking up. Even though, you know, Steve, I think, said it on Peckers or three, four guys and a bottle of scotch. Yeah. And that was, he's like, well, I gave her the user agreement. You know, I had, you know what I'm like? No one reads those things anyway. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but, but what people evaluate those things is when you're actually using the software and it's like, yeah, but it doesn't work now. Well, didn't you see the user agreement? I said, you know, it's not going to work. You know, they don't, you don't, you don't need a user agreement until something goes wrong. Right. And so, the vibe I'm wondering with, with Timmy is, is that, you know, are you uh, ready to make a, are you making a flower commitment? Right. Is your commitment of commensurate it, with the flower, yes. the gift, you know what I'm yes, saying? I like know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. The gift it, giving that you've, that you're providing. Right. Well, the, the neat thing about this particular person that I'm chatting with, she's also recently divorced within the last couple of years, like mm -hmm. me. So we're, we're in a similar stage of okay. life. And so this is an interesting point. I think this is really would be an interesting thing for anyone single listening to this podcast. At least I think it's an interesting perspective because it's my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I often think, and it comes from Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now. For me, rather than like this girl that I'm talking to, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, thinking about marriage. I'm not thinking like she's the one I'm, I'm not any of that. I'm living in the present moment right now. I find her very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm, I really am curious about her. I really want to get to know her. I want to find out more. I want to go out with her. I want to yeah. hang out with her. Like I, I want to do these things, but that's it. Like that, that, that's where my, my, yeah. my head is at at this point. I just, I'm, I want to get to know her. And whether it goes someplace or doesn't, I honestly, it's not that I don't care. I, I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah. I'm not thinking, I'm thinking right now I'm interested in her. And right now, because I'm interested in her, I wanted to take her flowers mm -hmm. right now. I'm, you know what I mean? So yeah. like right now I like talking to her. I like texting her, um, but not putting any pressure. So I think she feel, I think she knows or feels that there, I'm, there's no pressure. Right? We're just living in the moment. Right. You like talking to me. I like talking to you. So let's keep talking. Right. Until we don't. Right. Or or we 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 get to a point where we're like, oh wow, like kind of like kind of crazy about this yeah. person, and they're crazy about me. Yeah. And then of course, then you focus on that and yeah. you deal with it from there. But that that was a big a shift, I guess, I made 
about six months ago that I was like, you know what? No more trying to like, this is the one, this is the one. Right. But just going, you know what? I'm interested in this person right now. Let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, I actually think that's one of the advantages of online dating or the world we live in where you can meet people, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Bumble, Tender, whatever match. There's just lots of different platforms, right? Where you can meet someone today and get in touch with them easily. But I think that it's, it, it, that's one of the things from my dating experiences is that you realize the things that the ones you thought were probably going to go somewhere fizzled out and other ones didn't. So you just, you realize early on, like, there's just no reason for me to, to know whether this thing's, you know, it's like buying stock, you know, it's like yeah. as soon as you, you get, get in it, excited. it drops. you don't get excited. This thing could go up, down, sideways. You know what I mean? So you've got to realize that there's a good chance that it could, there's a good chance that it might, you know, and when you've seen it enough, you're kind of at that point, like, I'm just willing to live in the moment and kind of see where it goes. And I'm definitely not going to get too far out ahead of myself here, yeah. but that helps because you kind of get a lot of reps under your belt really quickly with online dating, you know, and that, and it helps you kind of see those things. Yeah. And I think another thing that, that I have to be careful of, and I, again, going back to the conversation of too much too soon, not just me, but everybody listening that might have the same vibe going in their world is sometimes it's, it's an outflow of my personality. It's not that I'm, I'm in love with you. I do this because this is part of who I am. Yeah. You know, flowers to someone that, that doesn't mean I love you. I'm going to buy a ring. What's your ring size? That's now to them. It could say that, but it's like, no, 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 that's, I'm not like, this is just me. I like doing this. Yeah. And I'm opening the car door for you. Not because I think you're incapable of opening it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. It's like, doesn't matter how they read it. The, my intention is I know what my intention is. I'm, yeah. I open doors. Yeah. I give flowers. I give yeah. gifts. I like to write notes and give cards. Yeah. That's not because I, I, you're the one I'm going to marry you. No, yeah. I'm just interested in you. And we're kind of walking this road. I, I, a while ago, a couple months ago, I was chatting with someone and I, and I think they read my signals as I think he loves me. It's like, <laughs> I don't love you. I don't even know you. Right. You know, I, I, this is just me. And, uh, and so I think that it's, I can be misread and I know I can misread others. Um, and so that's always something to, to keep in mind. That's why I'm, I like to be as clear as I can with my words mm. so that they know, Hey, like, don't right. worry. I'm not, I'm not at Hellsburg right now. Right. I, I just saw these flowers at the grocery store and right. thought you might like it. Right. You know? By the way, just as a, your buddy and co-host, uh, you know, if you get ready to say, I love you to one, let's test it out by putting it four, five, nine, I think is the code. Because when you do, okay. when you do four five, nine, I think on the old phones or right. whatever, I think that's like I L U or something. Okay. And you test it. Then they're like, you know, four, five, nine, whatever, the, whatever it is. And it, it's just kind of this stealthily, like, you know, let's just bid a little bit here and oh. see how this goes down. So how'd that ha- Okay. So now I'm asking you. So you and Michelle connected pretty quick. Uh-huh. I said four or five, nine on the first night. No, I'm kidding. I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, what's your number? I'm like, four, five, nine. I mean, wait. Uh. <laughs> so how soon did you, and I can guess that you said it first, but well, you're I wrong. think I know you. Michelle will probably kill me for saying this. But. So were you feeling like you loved her? You know, feeling, yes. but. I had, you were, I knew the feeling I just, I had, you know, been married twice before. So, and, and dated other people that, I mean, nobody that I was like 
that serious about, but, and I'm not, that's no, it, this is just me being honest. Like if you, you know, it's like when you're young, you think that you're going to like, like you've, you've felt, and, and there's no way to describe a feeling, but let's just put it on a numbered scale. Let's say that, you know, you not liking someone as a zero and and being in love with them as a 10, you might've felt something, you know, around a four or five, but of course you have no idea on the trajectory of the love feeling where that even lands. Right. Right. It's until you've, you've felt it for someone and you've married that person and you're like, okay, so that was about a seven or eight, let's just say whatever the number was, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And you're kind of like, you might feel that seven or eight, a few times past the person and, and never get to the 10 because the 10 is where you married this person and you're not going to get to the 10 kind of feeling love until you've been married for a while. And you can really show that you've been, you know, like that's a different rich love and it's not as great. Shouldn't say not as great. It's a different feeling than the seven or eight. I feel like the seven or eight number is more intense than the nine or the 10. And yeah. you can speak to this as well. You've been married, obviously. Yeah. But um, what but what I feel like is that I think you you can feel and here's here's my advice, and that is you might feel that seven or eight, but don't mistake that for going down to Hellsburg and getting the ring. Right. You've gotta you gotta qualify those things over time. Yeah, seven eight doesn't mean anything for a successful no. Marriage. No. Well, yeah, you and I were just talking about this offline. I said, you know, back to my situation where Michelle and I were having a little falling out, right? People were married now. Yeah. We loved being with each other. We tried to break up many, many times. It did not work. You know what I mean? And, 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 you in, wouldn't let her. You're not I breaking up with me. <laughs> At least not tonight. You can call me in the morning, but you're not doing it tonight. I'm not. I'm going to get some sleep tonight, and I'm not going to lay here and not sleep because I got broken up with. <laughs> um, where are we going? Well, with that? I asked you who said I love you oh, first. So the, the first night, it was I. I mean, it was in like not even the first. Like we went back. I remember we were my partner. We were kind of hugging or something this is after our second date and i was like you're feeling what tingle, i was like what are you feeling right now and she was like <laughs> i said describe to me what you're feeling right now and she was like and michelle's good with words yeah and she said like i love you <laughs> and it was intense Holy yeah shit. like we had a great connect you know yeah and of course that was, had you been intimate yet no wow so no. Second day, but you got a lot of talking. Oh, a lot oh, of talking, lots and, of talking, and connecting, and that's what I'm saying. Like that seven or eight feeling was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when, when she said that, were you thinking in your mind? Were you thinking, yeah, I think I love you too, but I am scared to. F- um, that's a good question. I don't remember. Or are you like, I'm feeling like I really like you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that. And then I also, because of my situation, you know, uh, six months later, my lease was up at the time. So it was kind of like, you know, things are still progressing. And I'm like, and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to sign under the six month lease. And, and that was when we had our first DTR to find the relationship. And it was like, wait, you're going to, why would you sign into the six month lease? And I was like, well, I'm like, you know, cause it was kind of like, and that's when I had to just be, I had to just go back to my past. And it's like, obviously it's, you know, it's, we only measure the, the, the present by 
things that have happened in the past. We make sense out of the present. Right. And, and I just didn't want to make the same mistake that I made in my second marriage, you know, and I was never going to do that again. And so I knew that I was like the things that I was feeling was, but I was like, man, I just, I can't do this to myself because because I did this and it was wrong in the past. And and Michelle and I both look back on so it you're now. You're engaging this situation by your past. Yes. And thinking, yes, the feeling is here. But the we, feeling was also in my there, and it, and, but But we didn't have time to vet it out and make sure that it was still there after year one, after year two. And I don't, however many years is, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying like, it, and it's still there. I mean, obviously we've been married. We've only been together for five years, married for one now. Sure. We're getting ready to come up on our anniversary, by the way, June oh, 5th. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So um, I just think that you got to kind of, you know, you, you you need, it needs to confirm itself more and you need to go through all the seasons of life. We've already talked about this on yeah. another show and then make sure because you're going to hit a peak. <laughs> I hate to Steve, this is doing this for Steve Janky, you know, man. I mean, there's stocks every single morning. They all hit green, big green candles. Yeah. I mean, on that chart and it's, <laughs> and it's straight up and you're just like, this thing's going this to the moon. Diamond hands, you know, and as soon as you buy in, that thing Boom. retraces real fast. I'm telling you, any good relationship, you're going to have your big spikes, but you're going to have the pullbacks as well. And you got to figure out in the pullbacks if they're still feeling like you're a seven or eight, you know what yeah. I mean? Or does it just keep falling and falling and you, and it, you, it just fizzles out. out? Yeah. But, or do you get a small pullback and then you continue to trend on up? You get, what do they say? Higher highs and lower lows. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And so. And then you finally, you know, you end up at the altar. You call Timmy Gibson up and, you know, then one wedding officiant in Kansas City. So what was your response? Did you? I don't remember what my response was, but it was. I mean, I tease her about it now. Were you flattered? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. It was it didn't her say her. No, her saying I love you to me. I saw through it. I knew she wasn't telling me this is a very mature, emotionally woman. Right. I, you know what I mean? Like there, she's there was not actually saying she's not I saying it. You. She was really more expressing this really intense, heightened connection that her and I had and could see a future going forward. That was a super cool feeling when you find that. Right. I mean, there's oh. there's there's a few feelings that you only have once or twice in life. One of those is like when you find a girl that like I'm not talking about maybe when you're younger I don't know I don't remember that much but I just remember late when I was dating like you're emotionally you're old enough to know yourself emotionally and there enough and the fact that you are just giddy about going out like you're everything about this woman is she walks on water you know or whatever like it's just there's that and then the more you get to know each other of course all that's built up on just the novelty of the situation sure. right and of course, that does, the all doesn't stay there forever and goes away. It goes into a different channel of love and grows deeper and deeper. The other one's like, you know, when you're leaving a job or something else, it's like you get that feeling of being able to just kind of leave it all behind. You're going on usually to make more money or a better opportunity. And, and, there's, and it only lasts for a small period because you've built yourself up professionally in this job for a long time. Yeah. Now you're leaving it. It's like, you have no more responsibilities there, right, you know, or right. same thing at school, right? You go through and you're taking finals and everything. It's like it, it comes to an end, this heightened and you're done. And you're like, you, you know, next semester is going to start in two or three weeks, but it's that feeling that you have between those two. Those are just certain feelings in life that you have that only happen a handful of times yeah. for humans. And, and they're unique experiences that, you know, love songs and poems are written about that, 
you know, we all try to describe, but you really yeah. only know them if you've ever felt them. You know, that's that, that's an interesting thing because I, I remember super, that to me is just being super like human. That's it. the human experience. I it's those it. moments. Ugh, I love being giddy. I mean, you know, in my past, my my marriage, my former marriage, there's, you know, I had people ask me this all the time. And I can say with all conviction and all honesty for 20 plus years of the 25 year marriage, I would say maybe even 23, 24 for the most part without giving out too many details, but I was giddy and crazily in love feeling mm -hmm. in love too. Like when people talked about falling in and out of love or, you know, like not really feeling it, but just staying committed. I never had that issue. I felt in love. I felt committed. I felt that for the entire time right? until close to the, you know, the last yeah. five years or yeah. whatever. Um, so I was always shocked when I met people like, well, you know, there's just, sometimes you just do what you got to do. You just stay together and you just work it out. And then you, 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 you know, that was go, foreign to you, you go through the Valley. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I really had, um, uh, I never, yeah, I'd never experienced that. It was literally a kind of a, yeah. I don't know what the word is. I was gonna say, yeah. Well, that's why I said it's kind of foreign to you. Like I remember whenever, I mean, I have a good relationship with my dad, but my dad was never one like this real intimate, you know, like when I hear Tiger Woods and talk about his relationship with his dad, you know, I'm like, it was foreign to me. Yeah. Not that I don't see that I'm close to my dad, but I'm like, they seem to have something really special. Yeah. And I don't even really know how to imagine it because I've never indwelled it like that. And maybe yeah. that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that kind of so thing. was it hard for you to, I mean, obviously probably not cognizantly when other people were like, was it hard for you to imagine kind of where other people struggled or no? Yeah. yeah. I did. I really found it. Like, I was just like, wow, is that what other marriages are uh -huh. like? You know, um, that just humdrum roommate. Right. And that was never really the case. You know, it was never that kind of a mm -hmm. thing, but I think, because of the knowledge that we each had, we were very aware that you, you, you air, if you want your lawn to look good, you aerate it, you cut it, you mm -hmm. mow it, you fertilize it, you till it, you do. Yeah. And so I think because we had been on, in a constant journey of doing that for the most part, um, until like I said, like the last five years, really doing that, it was like, it was like, how do you keep the plate spinning this whole time? How'd you do it? Well, cause yeah. I kept, I kept spinning it. Yeah. I just kept spinning it. Like, yeah. so it wasn't like I just spun it and let it go. And then it just died down and fell off my, you know, right. No, we, we kept spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. Um, was so, that an intentional dry? Like, was, were you intentionally doing it? Or was that just naturally like, where does that come from? I think both. I think, okay. The, the like you cognizantly training, knew yes, it, but yeah, I knew the things I like to get in shape. I know what you do. You eat right. You get right. physical, you train, you do right. the thing and you do those things. And you will, regardless of whether you believe or it doesn't matter, right. you will get results. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. It's why I still love relationship coaching and teaching right. couples. And even when I do all my premarital counseling stuff, I, I do a good job. I have a good system that I did yep. put together for couples when they, when I do their marriage and I do the premarital counseling, I'm telling them things that if they will do these things, not just specifically, but like if they'll yeah. cultivate this kind of a, uh, they'll have they'll be married forever. Yeah. You know, have lots of sex, go right. on regular dates, right. uh, spend time together, right. Da, 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 all these certain things that now how you actually live those things out are different for every person. 
But if those things are coming to you naturally in a relationship, you're going to be successful. Absolutely. If it's more of a checklist and then you come back to Timmy and he's like, we did all these things and we still got divorced. You missed the point. Yeah, right. Right. You got to want to have, you got to have an emotional connection where you want to have sex. You right. have an emotional connection and enjoy this person that you want to go on dates with them. Yes. And that's, I think what you're describing, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think that's where, where maybe we had uh, really got, really got lucky in that journey. And I'm looking forward to meeting someone and having that same kind of connection moving forward for, you know, spend the rest of my life with the second person, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of what you and Michelle yeah. have, of yeah. course. Well, and this, this opens up a, a really important conversation, especially when it comes to relationships. And I've always taught that love is not a feeling, it's a decision. But then I've kind of come to understand that love is a feeling too. Sure. Like it's both. It's, it's, it is a decision. You decide to do things that are loving or mm -hmm. you decide to do loving acts, but you also, there's a feeling there. And it seems like though that feelings follow the action, you know, when you are, writing love letters, when you are giving flowers, when you are having sex, when you are whatever, yeah, those things continue to feed into the loving relationship. Right. Um, so I think that's why it's so important. It's just like, a, again, I go back to the whole lawn analogy. You know, if you're, if you're mowing it and tilling mm -hmm. it and aerating it and mm -hmm. seeding it, and you know, like mm -hmm. if you're doing all that, most likely your lawn's going to look good unless there's some yeah. in some unknown systemic issue yeah. with your lawn or the soil right. that's uh, undermining all your efforts. Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Good analogy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when people stop here, which, which could be emotionally, like maybe the person's not mentally or they're depressed or there may be something else going on there that, even though you're doing all the right things, yeah. the soil's not correct. And yeah. so it could throw things off. I think a lot of people make fun of that book, you know, the, the love dare, which I've never read it, but I've heard about it. And I think, it, I think it's because it's super Christian. It seems goofy, but I get the concept. In other words, if you let your lawn, which I did this when I, I don't own a house anymore and I don't know if I want to, I like living in an apartment and yeah. calling the guy downstairs and going, <laughs> Hey, my light bulb burn out. And he comes up and fixes it. But if you let your lawn go long enough, it's hard as fuck to get it back. Oh, great point. It, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of work and you have to be committed to it for a while to get it back. You know what I mean? Like if it gets yep. really bad, it's going to be a shit show. And I, I think that maybe relationships are like that. If you neglect your relationship long enough and it, it puts you in a shit, of course you're not feeling like you love your partner anymore. Right. You're not having sex. You're not going on dates. You're not taking vacations together. You're not saying sweet thing. Like you're not giving back rows, foot massage. Like you're not right. doing all the shit that right. builds the love. Right. It's getting, it's a long, hard road back. And that's where I think love is a decision and a commitment is when you get to that stage. If yes. you've not, if you've lost the loving feeling, exactly love isn't yeah. a fucking feeling it is all about commitment well and to go full circle with that i think that's i think slightly different but back to my situation with michelle and i were going through that rough patch was you know at that point it was a little like obviously the negatives and just the the churn of daily life and all that was going on at that time 
was out was weighing heavier than than the 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 good parts about it you know yeah. and so at that point it's like it it takes you take you step back and kind of reevaluate and think is this what i want but i also think to your point that it's also a it, it's a test you know that it's like you know we're meant for each other like it gives you something to also kind of if you can come out of that you're in a better place because it gives you something to kind of feed from and it also just confirmed for me that we were the right you know what i'm saying like a lot of thoughts going through my head but you asked me you know earlier just you know did i what was i feeling when she said you know i feel like i love you you know what i mean and and all those things i think what you want what i feel like needs to happen this is just one there's lots of different ways to this because there's some people that don't feel that at all in the beginning and then they you ask them like you know did you like him in the beginning and they're like no i thought he was a jerk and then they're married you know what i mean so it's like the it's like the opposite direction of my situation right so from my situation though i feel like if the feeling is there seven or eight on the love trajectory and you're and it's 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 tense then let the next however much time I'm not going to say a year or two, but whatever you feel like needs right. to happen, at least probably a year would be a good idea to go through all the seasons and holidays. I love that. I've been telling people that. Yeah. You know, then let life confirm that it was a seven or an eight. Right. You know what I mean? If you go out and you're the underdogs and you beat the championship team, don't think that you're the champions. Let's see if you come back season after season like the champions have been doing and prove, you know, right. There's an old saying, right, that, uh, you know, e even a donkey can win a mile race sometimes or something like that. Right. But, you know, the point is, is that normally it's the thoroughbred. Well, the thoroughbreds is because they're they're the thoroughbreds right. time and time again. They're going to win the race. Well, it's like but the everyone, Douglas that knocked out Tyson. Yes. You're right. Don't go around. Say you may have gotten the one shot. Fine. You did. But the real test is whether or not you're going to come back year after year. Yeah. And I think for someone who's feeling those types of things that. And I think that's, you know, we, we, we said we were going to talk about the seasons of life. I think that's part of the, the of, seasons of season love. love. <laughs> it's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but I think that when you get older, that does help you have more context to what you're feeling. And I think that's part of the problem, though, right? When you're early on in your life, you might be feeling something, but your feelings are going to be commensurate with where your emotional maturity is for one. Yeah. That's big. When you're 50, your emotional maturity is much different than when you're 17, 20, whatever. Right. And um, which is, you know, kind of, I kind of like that people are getting married a little bit later because I'm like, they are. you know, people, you go through, call, you know, like you're just so, yes, you're kind of an adult and you've made, you're, you're obviously much more mature than you were in high school, but man, you are still real early in life and young and fledgling and just, you are just starting it. Like you have no idea who you're going to even become. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you probably don't even know yourself. And yet you're out choosing a spouse for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's just the, like the worst time to be doing it. Yeah. You know, I think late twenties is a, is a good, cause you know, you've, you've, you've most likely gotten into your career. Yeah. You have some direction in your life. Yep. Um, you know, you've completed yep. some kind of training possibly yep. or whatever. Um, yeah, this is that's actually this podcast has turned out to be a really interesting, I think a very helpful podcast for people to really consider these things. I I've been fascinated with uh what's that? Matchmaker, matchmaker, find me a match. La 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 la. You know, I've not heard of that, that. that movie. Uh -uh. Uh, 
I I'm f- uh, fascinated by the concept of arranged marriages. Okay, and and that the the divorce rate is super low. Yeah, and I've wondered why that is, and I think there's several different reasons. One, I think if you are committed to someone, just like the, right the person I'm talking to, if we continue to talk and there's no like huge red flags she will definitely fall in love with me and I would most likely fall in love with her. In other words, if we keep spending time together and spending time, together, I mean, I'm just being very, yes. I'm being out there, but I'm just saying in the sense of, I've said this to people that I've coached you guys, if you guys keep hanging out, you're going to fall in love. Yeah. That's what I'm, yes. that's what I'm, I'm not I'm using yeah. myself personally. I, let me take it outside of myself. Yeah. I deal with a lot of couples and I'm just like, well, you hang around long enough. You're going to fall in love. Right. If you keep, being intimate together and you keep having dinner together and going on walks together and walking the dog together and right. doing things together, right. you're going to fall in yeah. love. Like yeah. it's inevitable. Yeah. And so, or let me say it like this. Do we make, does, is language important here? Do we tell people that someday you will fall in love and we're looking for this moment when we fall in love, we were look, we all know what we felt in life and love because we've been in previous relationships yeah. and I felt a six or a seven, but, but when I fall in love, it's going to feel like a 10, even though we've never felt a 10. So you don't know. So you're dating someone and it feels like a six or a seven, whatever, you know, and you're kind yeah. of like, I may have felt this before. Would it help if we were saying that you are falling in love? Yeah. If you're, if you're walking the dog together, if you're going on dates together, you're instead of saying you're going to fall in love, you are falling. You, are you kind of see what I'm yes, because I, like I feel like in some ways it 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 helps gives people more context to what's happening. Because for me at least, I grew up, it was the same thing you and I said about being called to the ministry. Like I wanted to sign so bad. And in Western culture, it you seemed, wanted the burning bush. I wanted the burning bush or the shooting star, you know, or something because other people had had that experience, and I thought that's how God would speak to me. And I'm wondering if when we talk to others about love, because it's uh, subjective and ambiguous and it's a lot of emotion, we don't help other people because we talk about some moment that, you know, when you're young, you're we talk about some moment that they don't necessarily know. They're trying to evaluate based on the words that are coming out of your mouth, based on your experience. And you don't even really know how to articulate your experience to help them out anyway. Right. You know, and so it's. And so we we hear someone giving a testimony up there and they, you know, say, you're going back to the whole ministry thing, but it, the analogy can be used in love as well. And that is you hear them talking about their experience and that's the only way they know how to describe it. And so they described it as it was, you know, instead of them saying that, you know, it was like I saw a shooting star. And I that, just knew. I knew. Right. And it was like, or God talked to me and everything. Well, then that becomes the, th- the benchmark at that point for everyone else when all along that was just how you were described. You know what I mean? So we don't yeah. do anyone a favor because we're sitting there saying in our love relationship, you know, well, my mom always said I would fall in love. Or when you're younger, you know, God's got someone out there for you. It'll be your soulmate. We talked about that, right? Yeah. And it's like we don't help others because, no, your soulmate will probably be right here in Kansas City if that's where you're from because right. that's naturally where you're going to find someone to date because right. <laughs> they're right. not going to be in California. Or if they are, it won't matter. If God didn't have them in California, they'll be in Kansas City or wherever you're at at that moment. It's yes. it's that intersection when you cross paths with them that they became your soulmate, quote unquote. Right. And I anyway, I'm rambling, but I, I'm wondering if for me at least, I'm someone that always, I like when I, People can take complex 
things and put them in structured ways of telling me frameworks sure because it helps me kind of take the complex and make sense out of it yeah and i'm kind of literal sometimes and so i like it when someone if someone could just change the language sometime and back to my whole thing with michelle if they could just you know when her you always said you know what was your feeling when she said that to you well i think in our world we'd be like well that like did that freak you out like people would be like that freak you out or you know what i mean and, and would she be like she, if someone asked her, if she said, Oh my gosh, you're never going to leave it. I think I told him I loved him on the first night. You know, all her friends would be like, Oh my gosh, why, why would that? you do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But it's like, why, why not just the opposite? It's like, now that we're married, you know what I mean? It's like, you can see where she felt something that was magic that was going on right from the beginning. Yeah. But it was over time that it confirmed that we ought to be putting rings on each other's right. fingers. Well, I think it's the same thing, you know, uh, go back to the lawn. If you're doing the things, it's like falling in love. That it's that you're you're caring for it. You're spending time with it. You're doing the things that necessitate or that lead to a nice lawn. It's inevitable that you're you're. It didn't like you just all of a sudden one day fell in love. Yeah. No, you were falling in yes. love with every moment, every yes. day, every conversation, every text, every yep, every time you held hands, every time you were interacting you were you were slowly but surely falling in love and i you know outside you know, and here's what i i really honestly so when i think what is a challenge in relationships people get fucking cold feet it's like you start you're you're loving on your lawn all of a sudden it starts turning green and you freak out right. oh my god last time i had a green lawn my house burned down and yeah. it's freaking me out yeah. like there's a yeah. ptsd there's yeah. some trigger that's been tripped and i know that I've, I've, I've seen it in other couples. I've seen it in my experience. I've uh, even in myself where, you know, uh, last year I was dating someone and we were hanging out and dating and, you know, sleeping overs yeah. and doing all that stuff. And, and I could tell I was getting more and more nervous. Like oh, okay. it was freaking me out, you know, cause I, at that point I was, had just been divorced for a year. Yeah. So I was in no condition. Right. Um, to, to be getting yeah. this serious and so um i think what happens is people start feeling this feeling this what was the ptsd you were feeling right then although i get well I just know. just that like i'm not ready oh i yeah, see like, yeah I, I, like yeah know, like i'm not i want to be yeah. i don't want to be strapped down you know yeah you uh, were playing at a level up that you did you were ready for yeah, yes, I was out of my league yeah. in playing with emotionally. Uh, yeah, someone yeah. that had been divorced. I forget now, but I think like ten years. They yeah, makes sense. So okay. they were way yep. like they were really ready to tie yeah. down, get tied down. Yeah, and I was like, no, you know, I'm just now two years out. Going, no, now I'm ready to look for a partner. Yes, um, and really be more serious about this whole thing. And isn't that a that's the feeling that you're feeling right now? You would have. I don't know how do I describe this? Like I remember the feeling because when you th you look back when you first started and you thought you were ready then, but now that you see where you're at today, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, what was I doing to myself back then? Yeah. Because you you yourself were telling yourself at that moment that you were ready. Sure. But now that you look, you know what I mean? And it's like the same person that's been divorced for 10 years, yeah. the further you get out even more, you're just like, man was i raw and completely had no i untethered and everything else to where you know yeah. fragile footing at that point had no freaking idea where i was yeah. even though you thought you were right in a place where 
you were ready. And, and I think in getting past the hurt and just dealing with your your own wounds, yeah. your own trauma, or your own feelings of failure, your own feeling like all the things that you go through when you when you get divorced. Um, clearly, I think a longer marriage it takes a little bit longer, right? So for me, yeah, you know, it sure took the entire sure. two years. Um, where if someone's married, you know, five years or right. whatever, I mean, right? It, yeah, you can get over that fairly yeah. quick. Um, but yeah, knowing, knowing where you're at, but also being able to, I'm just, I'm a big believer in go with what's in front of you. Like, well, I got a question. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like I'm, yeah, I, I think when people meet and they're like, I just don't know. No, I'm like, just, I do. just hang out with them and see what happens. I totally agree with you. What I'm about to say is doesn't nullify what you're saying, but I'm wondering, and I don't even, I, it's not even a fully formed as uh Pammy and them make fun of me, it's not fully baked uh, <laughs> thought in my own mind. And that is, are there moments? And I'll define that in a second that when you look back that were critical in you falling in love with that person. And I'm interested in your thought on that as well. Meaning that when you look, yes, it's going to look to you like it was a slow and steady process, but where they're because we're emotional beings and humans and you know this the whole dynamic of interpersonal relationships and all that where there are moments and by moments i kind of mean like something happened that that you recall in your mind and let me just pause there i remember listening to the serial podcast which was one of the ones that put podcasts on the map right and i remember her saying she was uh have you heard it's about a murder Oh yeah, and so um, I always remember this. She said, "The majority of people, because of the way your your brain is just set up, it can't replay everything." And they then what's his name brings this out um, in the stumbling upon happiness that it can only capture things that are kind of different or highlights of the day. Meaning that if I asked you what you did last Thursday night. You're probably like, that wasn't even that long, but you have no idea because nothing extraordinary happened. Right. But if something out of the normal happens and hence in this, this podcast, the murder happened. So when they went back five years later, they were like, what were you at on the night of two? What? And they were like, oh, I can tell you exactly. And the reason they can tell them exactly is because they've locked that into their memory because that's the night that they remember their friend getting murdered. And so they were like, and of course, what do you think? It happened at 830. And it's like, Oh my gosh, we were, I was at soccer practice, you know, whatever. And you remember that then, right? So something extraordinary has to happen yeah, for your brain. Tethered it to the Tethered it there. in your mind like that, right? And so now take that concept and bring it into the relationship. And when you look back over time, were there key moments like that that you personally, it could have been super, it could have been, it could have been flowers you were giving them, or it might have been, that you opened her door for, I mean, and you may not even do it all the time, but it was just a key sex moment. Sex on the hood of the car. Sex on the hood of the car. He was adventurous. And there was that, you know what I mean? What yeah. it, it's up to the person, whatever the moments are. But I'm wondering when you look back on it, if everybody has their key, f I fell in love moments. And those are the things that actually led you to the fact that I know this is the person for me. Yeah. As opposed to just some slow steady. And it's like, it's just another day of the week. It's like, I don't know. What do you do? I don't know. We just hold hands and you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. but when people fall in love and they look back on it, do they look back on it? And it's kind of like, I can tell you, and maybe I'm not even sure they know themselves, but you kind of see what sure. I'm getting at a little bit. Yeah. Well, I love how you, how you, uh, 
unparalleled murder, murder and marriage. With marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, no, there clearly there are certain things that that happen that put put it over the top, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's like, you know, we get along, we laugh together, we have great banter, that and then we have amazing sex or she did something. I've never had that done or she he does it, whatever. There's certain things like that. I think that can, can elevate. And, and for me, one, one of the, um, again, early on, uh, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago, someone that I dated, it was my birthday and she got me an unbelievable, awesome gift. Um, mm. that I would have never bought for myself. Mm -hmm something that I would have never, I just wouldn't have spent that kind of money on that kind of a gift, but she was, and we're still friends to this day. Yeah. Um, she, she cared so much. Uh, she knew me so well that she knew that I would love this gift because yeah. I love this, this certain thing. I love this certain thing that she got me. Um, and so it's like, it's like, if, uh, like one of my buddies, gives me a great birthday gift every year. Typically it's a box of assortment of high dollar cigars. Okay. It's a small gift. It doesn't cost a lot, maybe 25 yeah. bucks, but it's a sampler set and it's such a small thing, but it's such a great thing for me because yeah. I love cigars and uh -huh. the fact that he gets me an assorted. Right. That's thing cool. Of, yeah. It's just so cool. Like yeah. it's just so meaningful. Yeah. Uh, just like the gift that she had gotten me. It, it was a small little gift, Yeah. but it was such a great gift because she put thought into it. She, she really knew me and knew what I liked. This is what I'm describing by a moment right here. Yeah. Because it's not as it's not really about the gift as much as right. all the other things that it told you about her. Yes. yes. And you still remember those are still fond memories. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I've had people do that even recently, you know, friends or whatever that have they they know they know I like coffee. And so they give me a bag of special coffee that they got. Yeah. So it it it's such a small thing. Thing, but it to me it's so meaningful yeah and i don't even think that's a gift a love language gifts are not like my love language though i need to take that test again um but i love thoughtful special gifts right they really are meaningful to me right um yeah i don't know so i think going back to what you were saying i i think that that there are little things here and there that help build the relationship. Like you said, you're in a process of falling in love. I've never thought of this before. Uh, and I think I really agree with that statement. I don't think you have a moment where you tipped over and you fell in love, right? You're constantly, as you're spending more and more time together, you're in the process of falling in yeah. love. And then you do get to, I guess, where that you just kind of cross over where you're like, Holy moly. Yes. And when you go back and look at those times, I think if you were coaching someone, say you're you guys are in the process of there's not going to be like a time where you go from lightness to dark like in scriptural language you know yeah. it's 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 a process of you you know falling in love but be aware of the moments that you found yourself and evaluate go home think about them on your own like what was it about and dig down a little like what did that tell you know the gift giving thing right what did that say to you about her that you know is going to be 
a dividend that's going to pay, but being in a relationship with this, like this didn't happen one time. This tells you a lot about the person. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And that to me is when you've, is be looking for the moments that you're falling in love and then evaluate what those, I mean, I can tell you, it'd be good for me to go back and look at them, but there was, and all of them may not be good. I remember for Michelle and I, we got, um, this is terrible that I bring this up at the first one, but well, I mean, we brought the first one up, but that was the big one right out of the gate was, was her and and that, that, but there was also a moment. I remember her and I were, we went and we were going to go to a KU basketball game on a weeknight. Well, of course it's, it's tough parking up there. And, and I was, traffic was everywhere and something happened and her and I got into it in the car. I mean, it was the amount of intensity that we felt the first night when she said it was was just the opposite. We were ready to, you know, take it to the next level when it came to fighting over whatever argument we have. And I remember going home, we skipped the game or something and I went home and it was that moment, Timmy, we walked in and I literally can remember it as clear as day. I had the choice in my mind because we were early on. Let's say that we were three or four months into our relationship. At that moment, I walked in and I thought, this right here is a critical pivot point. I'm either going to walk out of this and I'm not going to call her again because it was we were done. Or I'm going to pull my bootstraps up and I'm going to say something like that made me feel whatever. I can't remember. But the latter happened and it was beautiful. Yeah. It told me that I can express my feelings to her. She's going to reciprocate. But I remember that moment. And that's the types of things that I'm saying, like, look at for those types of things. And it wasn't just like, well, good. Thank goodness we made it that night. We were broke up. You know, it said more to me. What it said to me was, is that there's going to be some some rocky times in this relationship. And what I experienced here isn't the 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 all the end all like there may be i need to confirm this in other places but that was a stinking good starting place right there that her and i know how to reconnect after a really intense fight yeah yeah there's no doubt that the relationship must i I must be feeding my partner my partner must be feeding me and and i think you know people will get divorced for, for a million different reasons but you can fall out of love because one of the other partner or both are selfish and you're not feeding the other person, yeah. you know, you're not doing the gift giving or the words of affirmation or the physical touch, or you're, you're, you're not feeding into the relationship. Therefore it, it stops being loving and uh-huh. what all you're not feeding into it. I, what did I, I used to say what you did to get them, you got to do to keep them. Mm, that's good. And, and so I think where I got that idea was, you know, when you're whining and dining someone, right? And this is a case in point. If you're listening to this podcast right now, like you need to really listen to this part because this is important, especially if you're married. Before you're married, you meet someone, you're dating, right? Typically, I'm being very general here. Mm-hmm. Usually the guy's, you know, creating fun dates yep. and creating experiences yep. and and he's pursuing and yep. he's, he's romantic and he's lighting candles and he's buying outfits and he's doing all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and she's doing super sexy tricks and mm-hmm. you know and and just wowing mm-hmm. him and blowjobs on the way to somewhere and <laughs> I mean all that kind of stuff, right? All that stuff's happening. What what is happening? You're you're falling in love with each other, right? You know, and this is what's happening. These are things. This is why you fell in love. It's and not that it was the blowjob in the car, but it was like things like that. The the that he put all this thought into a wonderful weekend date for you. Well, he's right. feeding you. You're right. you're giving him. You're doing this. You're feeding him. 
you're doing these things. That's what led to you falling yes. in love was all these things. Right. Then you get married. No more blowjobs in the car. <laughs> no more, you know, lights right. are off. Right. Uh, he's like creative right. dates. I did all the creative right. dates before we were married. Why would I do that yep. now? We can just sit and watch Netflix or I can right. say, babe, what do you want to do tonight? Do you want to go to Mexican? Do you want to, what right. do you want to do? All of a sudden, all that shit. And here's what, and I've preached against, I preach against this. Mm-hmm. What you did to get them, you got to do to keep them. If Come you on. were given blowjobs when you were dating, you better be fucking giving blowjobs <laughs> when you're married. If you were doing creative dates, but, but when you were dating, you, dude, you better keep that shit up. Yeah. And and some people look at that as like a pressure, like, oh, I got to. No, if it was easy to do before, you didn't. Like, you yeah. loved it. You loved lo- it. You loved having you know, doing creative dates for her. You loved having sex in the car. You loved him touching your thigh at the restaurant. Right. You loved, you loved it. And I say, this is a joke when you're dating. It's you text and you're like, Oh my God, she's texting me. And Oh my God, you text mm-hmm. me. to get all giddy. Texting. Right. And then after you're married, like, why is he texting me? Right. Why is he calling? I'm at work. Doesn't he know I'm working? Right. What changed? Like right. all that shit that you did that was so cute and special and loving and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, unless someone communicates that I've changed and I don't want blowjobs in the car anymore, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that'd be a shocker. Because we, to- I don't like blowjobs because anymore. Because we totaled the Mercedes, <laughs> and so therefore, <laughs> listen, I don't like blowjobs anymore. I, I grew out of those. I grew out of that. I mean, again, you can have things can change and evolve and grow. And I'm not saying it needs to be the exact same, but it it's, it needs to be replaced with something. They say when you, when you quit smoking to replace the smoking mm-hmm. habit with something else, mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing in a marriage. If, if you're not going to be creative with dating, you better fucking have some other magic yeah. trick to create and keep her interested yeah. and same for her to him. Like you can't just, well, yeah, when we did all that, we were young, we were young, right. like, well, every everything you're describing is a is an inner orientation has changed, yeah. right? Because even you, things are going to change slightly, sure, um, physically over time. But what you're saying, though, I think in describing is the fact that when you were young or in the beginning, you had this inner orientation that was just nothing but exuberance and giddy about the person, and then you're like two years after you're married. You're not doing it. What changed? What changed was that inner orientation about you? And you got to keep feeding that in order to keep the fire alive. Well, Lance, here we are coming to the end of the 100th episode. Any closing comments you want to say as we, we, as you said, we're going to button this thing up like (laughs) uh, uh, while you're thinking. So for me, live life, man, live it to the full. I I, I will say this because this, this is actually pretty profound. So the, the the girl, the friend, just totally a friend girl that I went to coffee with, the purple haired girl that I met. Yeah, Joe's Porsche. Okay, we had coffee today. Yeah, the girl that drives the Porsche. She worked and spent most of her career, early career, was a nurse. She was a hospice nurse. Okay. Lance, she said something so profound. I need to write this down. Um, she goes, I learned so much from working with the dying. I said, really? And like my ears got perky. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. I said, you know what? I'm so fascinated with this. And she goes, yeah. She goes, it was interesting, the the regrets. And I said, oh, I said, tell me, what were the top regrets that most people mentioned? Mm-hmm. And she said, hands down, there were a handful of regrets. 
One was they wish it would, they would have traveled more and seen more of the world. Mm-hmm. Two, they wish they would have loved more deeply. Mm. Thirdly, they said they wish they would have been um, spent more time with friends, developed friendships and relationships with with people. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, taking more risks. Like, in other words, the regret was they wish they would have lived life more fully yeah and and stopped and smelled the roses kind of thing like really enjoy life Mm -hmm. and i think we overthink shit way too much and 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 don't take chances Mm -hmm. dude you know unless uh reincarnation is a thing i don't know um this is it right we get one fucking life dude right you know what i mean like you and i this is it this is it this is it why would I want to sit around and no offense to people that do this? Cause I like Netflix, but it's like, why would I want to sit around and just watch fucking Netflix all the time? Right. There's a world out there, right? There's beautiful things to see people to meet people to kiss people to hold hands. with. I mean, there's like, and I don't mean if you're married, you need to stick with your one, but I mean like, in other words, yeah. live life, enjoy life, see things, take risks, mm-hmm. um, go for it. Why not? Why would you be in a dead end job and hate your job, hate your life, hate, and then die. I great point. Yeah. I, uh, you know, as you were talking, I think part of the reason I think I love doing the podcast is because, you know, <laughs> we literally, you and I could sit here and talk for an hour and a half or two hours and, and who in the hell knows if it's even recording, you know, like it could right. be, but what I feel like it was a big freaking ways. No, I'm like every time like Monday I come down here, I feel like this is an opportunity. I get to hang out with my good friend, Timmy Gibson yeah. and talk about real life. Right. And that that's the real, the richness of life that you're describing light. Right. You know, and, and back to your whole thing on just taking, you know, chances, I don't do this enough. And, and that is, you know, I reached out to you because I thought I saw you were doing some cool stuff and I was just like, you know, I just need to get my, I need to get in Timmy's lane so that he's got to, you know, just, he's going to run over me and you know, I got to, yeah. you know, I want to see what's happening in his world. And yeah. you know, I want to put myself in his life and see what, you know, synergies there yeah. might be. And look, here we are, you know, 50 right. podcasts in hundred for you. And, yeah. and, you know, and so, you know, it's your point of get out there and, and live it. But I think, you know, for me, the, the last thing I'll say about the podcast is, is that is it, it, I don't want to be an overanalyzer, but I also want to be someone that's thoughtful about life. I don't want to just go through life and it's like passive and I don't have any, like, it's like to me, the richness of life is whenever I, something happens and I go back and reflect on it or I can walk it through with you or I get other, you know what I mean? And someone unpacks the beauty of it around me. And I'm like, man, you're right. That's what's like the aha moment. You know, that's when I feel like I've really gone a level and I've, I've, become more human and I found more of myself and all these types of things. And so that, that to me is what the podcast does in a weird way, you know, whether those listeners or not, who knows, right. But I do love growing my friendship with you. And, you know, if you and I sit down and hung out all the time and the thing didn't record, I, I I still love it. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll do a hundred more of these. Absolutely. What do you say? Yeah. Oh, I'm down. We're doing it. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us and being a part of the podcast. We always love hearing from you. Uh, I know you can make, I think you can leave a message somewhere on the podcast. I know certain platforms allow you to do that. If not, you can always email me, Timmy, at TimmyGibson.com. Guys, enjoy your life. Peace.